Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, we talk about two Alkaline Trio songs, Donner Party and The Temptation of St. Anthony. Slice them. Oh, that sounds so good. Do a little mashup. You ever hear? You ever hear the? Uh, Hi, my name is over. Dun 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 dun. Chicka chicka dun 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 dun. I only like uh, mashups that involve either smooth or all star. Personally, yeah. That was. Did you see me get? I got into it with Smash Mouth on Twitter recently. What? No. Oh yeah. Bring me up to speed here. Well. <clears throat> Davis Anthony, uh, my co-host of As You Were a Podcast about the Temptation, <laughs> the Last Temptation of David Anthony. Um, yeah, my so my birthday present for my friend Pat uh, a few years ago was about six copies of Smash Mouth's Astro Lounge. Good gift. Um, ordered on Amazon. For one penny, yeah, pay the shipping cost, and around Pat's birthday, he's just getting in the mail two copies of Astro Lounge one day, a copy the next day, a copy the next day, and the next. Uh-huh. Got some other people in on it. He ends up with a stack of uh, Astro Lounge CDs that, you know, it's almost a dozen of them. Yeah. And we got together for his birthday recently because he had another one of them. And we surprised him, and he was like, this is good. And then we, you know, we reminisced about the greatest birthday present of all time, brought to you by Tim. And he tweeted at Smash Mouth about it, and they immediately responded with, why? And it was the picture. He tweets the picture, and they're just like, why? And I was like, how about a motherfucking happy birthday? (laughs) Yeah. And then I said, quote why aren't you verified on instagram because i was looking at their instagram page and it's like got you know 400 people following it and it's not verified and they were like ask instagram and i was like i was like instagram told me it's because you didn't wish pat a happy birthday did they no they never did he never came around to wishing pat a happy birthday so that's why i'm here to say happy birthday pat happy birthday pat eat the egg smash mouth um Hey, David, so I got to say, uh-huh. I'm a little confused here because this is as you were a podcast about Alkaline Trio, and every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. Yes. But this week, we're talking about two? We are talking about two. And this this was my suggestion, and you're probably saying why. I know all the listeners at home. And our Patreon pledgers are wondering why, because both of these songs individually won polls over on patreon yes that is correct and now we are not going to shortchange you here but there's a there's something about these two songs that i felt i couldn't talk about one without talking about the other if we were to record these two episodes i feel like i'd be saying a lot of the same things in slightly different ways and in slightly different directions so i had this idea you know tim Let's shift, yes. let's shift the format a little bit. Let's put these two songs together. 
and explain their places on the record, explain all those good things. But why, in my mind, though they are so similar, they are yet so different. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, okay. Well, let's start. Donner Party Mm -hmm. is the 10th track on Good Morning. Yes. And the Temptation of St. Anthony, I'm going to botch the name of the song so many times. Sure. Is the fifth track on My Shame is True. Yes. Now, those are different records, but... Released in different decades. Yeah. And on different labels. Nearly 10 years apart, almost exactly. So, what is it about these two songs when you say they're similar? What are you, what are you hearing? Well, I, I think we need to start straight up with the lyrics, which is these are both entries in, as what we like to call here at As You Were, the Skiba Files. The songs where he exactly keep going on i'll do this as a okay. bed the skiba files the skiba files are his versions of unsolved mysteries he's read a story he saw a movie and he's gonna tell you all about it in song form and that's kind of what he's doing here it's the drum beat from unsolved mysteries to be fair, I think we know both these mysteries. Oh yeah, that's right. They are solved. There, there's no mystery at all. Yes, um, and I think it's funny to me how I think musically these songs are somewhat similar, but in the case of Donner Party, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think Good Morning is probably one of the two strongest Alkaline Trio records. I would venture to say that Donner Party as a song is one of the weaker ones on the album. It's by no means bad. uh, And I think it serves a nice counterpoint within the record. But isn't one that I'm like, oh, man, that's such a good track. You know, it's it's solid. It serves a purpose. And I think it's propped up a little bit by the material surrounding it. I think that the way Donner Party comes in as the 10th track when you have... Blue Carolina, very, very sweet song mm-hmm. on one side. And if we never go inside, another very sweet dance song. It's it's we've talked about the the way Matt's, you know, kind of in control of the first side of Good Morning and how that kind of plays out. But the second side, which we haven't explored nearly as much, is yeah. is Dan. And Dan really, really exploring a much more sensitive side to you know his life those lyrics on there are all like so warm and sentimental and and the music is too absolutely. there's a lot of room in those songs and donner party coming in you know being a very chuggy song yeah and quick and that has a really nice breath to it just in the middle of it and we'll yeah. talk a lot about breaths yes on this one i uh like i said i do like this song i think it's solid but as a standalone song, isn't as memorable as the songs around it or a lot of other stuff on Good Morning. The reason it relates to The Temptation of St. Anthony for me is because on its face, Temptation of St. Anthony, I would say is pretty similar about how I feel about it. Pretty solid. There's, you know, some goofy lyrics. He's he's being more heavy handed trying to do the same thing lyrically, right? Mm. Whereas with Donner Party, if the song was not called Donner Party... I don't know if I would initially read it the way it wouldn't come across that same way. 
Yes. You know, his lyrics are a little more abstract. He's not being as didactic about the story. He's not just trying to beat you over the head with, this is what it is. It's a little more interesting. On the flip side, St. Anthony, though cut from a similar cloth, is symbiotic, or not symbiotic, emblematic of the fact that he starts, it starts feeling a little more lazy. Okay, so what we have here essentially is Donner Party kind of being patient zero for I think what a lot of people would point to as this is where Alkaline Trio falters. Yes. Matt stops uh, having things to sing about, so he just starts singing about whatever the fuck he just read about yeah. or watched a documentary about. Well, because this really is about the first one of these, you know, because I think, like I said, if the title wasn't that, you could almost read it like a private eye where, you know, it's like, oh, this is like a weird like story you're telling. Yeah. Right. Um, however, after this record, you get Crimson and there's Prevent This Tragedy. Mm. Then you go to Agony and Irony and there's Help Me, which is about Ian Curtis. There's Over and Out, which is about the Vietnam War. Like, there's a little more. And then you get to uh, This Addiction, where, again, there's another song about war. And, like, (laughs) then you get to My Shame is True, and it's, like, this. And then uh, The Torture Doctor, which is about Devil in the White City. And it's just, like, okay, all of those are fine as jumping off points. But Donner Party is the more interesting version of it it's a little more standalone it's not as referential yeah because he's not like you know it was 1846 and we were in the sierra nevadas the western expanse Uh, Um, we left independence in search of promise and what happened was we froze yeah unless that is we survived yeah and it's just like there so there are those similarities in terms of subject matter. I think songwriting wise, they aren't that dissimilar and very like A, B kind of structures, um, both with bridges that are very different. I think Donner Parties is better. The baseline in Temptation of St. Anthony's weird. Yo, it's right. just, let's, here's what I want to do. We've got two things that to me stand out. One for each song, that bass thing that happens on fucking St. Anthony uh-huh. versus the line rest in pieces. Yes. Which one's worse? Have you ever heard the saliva song rest in pieces? No, I am in, I'm familiar with the old hardcore band of that name. Uh, I'm going to go with rest in pieces. I think. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's that's the that's kind of the uh, you hear that and it's like oh don't say that yeah and I will say credit where it's due I, a lot of what I like about Skiba's writing is how corny it is and I mean that with love and affection mm-hmm. um, you know look at a song like Clavicle we're not really uh, we're being very on the nose yeah but it's it works yeah and. I can forgive it in Donner Party. My issue is that it's interesting to me how my read on these songs, until I listened to them both in isolation, I never would have put them together. And I imagine a lot of people probably wouldn't have either. But when you kind of A-B them, for me, thinking about like, oh, I like Donner Party. It's a pretty good song. And then, 
oh, I don't really like St. Anthony. I realize that my relationship to both of them is largely driven by the material surrounding them. Sure. Where when I thought about these and even giving them grades, I was like, I would probably grade them about the same, but I liked Honor Party so much more. And it's because it's part of a, a really strong record and a really strong side of a record. And like you said, it's it's serving that counterpoint to what Dan's doing. And I think so much of what makes Good Morning such a great album is they really are bouncing off one another in every kind of way. They're really locked in. And then on My Shame is True, hearing this song, it's the fifth track, it's after four songs that are all kind of just doing this. Yeah. This is like Temptation is so inoffensive and yeah. so just like, all right, there's nothing about it that really, aside from the bass thing, like offends me. Um, musically speaking, and there's another thing that offends me, but you go Donner Party. It's like, okay, well, this song it fits really nice in the sequence, it serves a purpose for what this side of the record is, and I can so easily just disassociate the idea that, like, this is the thing that Matt does you know, starting here and moving forward that inevitably just becomes such a fucking, like, hassle yes. to, to deal with. It's like, whatever. And, like, even now, like, hearing Rest in Pieces, I'm not like, oh, man, I love that song up until that point. It's just like, ah, who cares? It's, yeah, no, totally. It, and I think I have the opposite because my other sticking point with St. Anthony is the very first line. My tender carry-on. Now, carry-on's a very specific word. And it essentially means decaying flesh, right? Mm. He uses that word in the song Into the Night, the final song on Agony and Irony. That's not a word you can use in more than one song. Yo, you have to be so economical with something like that. If you're going to do it, which is already for the Alkaline Trio to be doing that, to be using that word, even if you got like goth guy thing going, it's still like, Oh, okay. This is outside the vernacular. You're not doing black metal. You're yes. not doing something that, like, you know, is always kind of evoking this sort of, like, you know, goofy imagery. Yes. This is you being decisive in putting this word right here. You can't do it again. It's like using semicolons. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. It's guitar solos. You can't just be throwing them all over the place. Mm. And. What I'll say is St. Anthony, I, the song starts in a way where I'm like, oh, no, this is not great. I think the chorus is pretty good, pretty strong. And I think just in a musical perspective, aside from the weird kind of bass thing, there's nothing bad. I think my issues with it are largely lyrical and largely what it's representing. But I do think there's such a strange similarity between this, between Matt, like, starting that and where it ends up right like when he starts doing this kind of thing it's not super offensive to me it's fine i like some of these songs they're never my favorites but i like them and then a decade later i'm just like man you really got to stop doing this and i i could forgive this song more if there weren't other songs on my shame is true that are just so cut from like that cloth yeah it's and it just feels so obvious mm-hmm. and it's not obvious because he's done it before 
and we are, you know, used to the fact that he writes a song about Susan Atkins. Yes. Um, it's that the Donner Party, sure, it's goofy. It's a little silly, but there's a part of him in that. St. Anthony, it's just a song about yeah. a, a story or, you know, maybe you saw one of the paintings and looked at it and were like, I want to write a song about that. There's got to be part of you in there. And it's yes. not its not the part of you that's fascinated with those things and write songs about it. Like, you need to have a part of your person in that. Well, and I think using Sadie or Donner Party as an example of it working is because you're more in the first person, mm. right? You're more interacting with it. You're more experiencing it. And in, in St. Anthony, it's just like... I'm going to tell you a story. Well, here's the thing. Sadie, I can't wait to talk about Sadie because I will tip my hand here. It's one of my favorite Alkaline Trio songs. The reason that Sadie works on such a level is because Matt is bringing himself into the story of this tragic figure who was brainwashed, taken advantage of, and he really, like... I'm getting goosebumps thinking about what he is able to just get in on the psyche of this person and and present yeah. in such a a meaningful and and uh, empathetic way and using the spoken word part to illustrate it. Yeah, you know it's 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 a really well crafted song. I don't see a a bit of identification with the plight. Mm-hmm. of St. Anthony here and using something as archaic and outside of what is actually your speaking voice and vernacular by saying my tender carry on is it's fucking absurd. Mm. Like it's, it just doesn't evoke any emotion. It doesn't apply the plight Yep. To you or to anybody who's listening in any way. There's no identification in it. It's just a straight up, I'm going to tell you a story. I don't even know like where he gets it from. Is he reading the Bible? Is he looking at Bosco paintings? Is he, yeah. is he, did he go to the Prada? What happened? Yeah. I mean, all likely scenarios. And I think that hits on why I think Donner Party is a little better because to me, yes, it's very heavy handed about what that is. But lyrically, especially in the choruses, to me, it's one of those songs I could read about, like, they're traveling, they're on the road all the time, the potential of dying on the road and freezing to death, not unheard of. Or a relationship, you know, yeah. feeling so disconnected from somebody, you know, there's, it's it's goofy, right? It's sure. goofy that he's he's using people who uh, were freezing to death and eating each other as a way to put himself into a a place to express how he's feeling about something but when you just don't feel a fucking thing is something that he means and feels and comes from inside of him it's not just like oh yeah well i want this dope uh two-parter on the donner party on the nat geo channel well yeah it's that versus a, a song where he's like this agony is eating me it's like you don't talk that way yeah and it's just i think that's always been Part of the problem with some of those later records is like, dude, this is not how you talk. And I understand you're trying to like be more lyrical or whatever, but it just rings so hollow. 
it feels like someone looking at a thesaurus and like a being notes and i don't know that's just that's not what the appeal to me of this band ever was it was that they could go out on a limb like the honor party and and kind of nail it and i think that there's something there's something too about the you know i don't know if this is how it happened but you kind of get the sense that dan's got these songs they're sounding this way. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for them to come together and just be like, all right, let's do something fast. Let's do something choppy. Totally. Um, let's do something. You know, I love the bridge of this song. Me too. The breaths included. I think that they're yeah. awesome. I think that, <sighs> you know, they do something that's just quick. It's also, it's pretty reminiscent of early Alkaline Trio where that would be a bridge yes. on a goddamn it song. Totally. And, I also think that this is a song that really benefits from the fact that they have a good producer. The choruses sound a little bit bigger and that's nice. And it's just like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's put it together. And, you know, maybe it comes out this way. Maybe it doesn't, but there's an idea in my head of this is a song that they jam together and Matt puts lyrics on top of it and, does something to just suit the mood and that's what it is exactly and i think that's that's the big thing that i think makes this work makes sadie work makes these other versions work is the music expresses it Mm. you can feel it especially in the bridge of the song and and the breaths which eh, are so reminiscent of like close to me or a cure yeah everyone was fucking loving on the cure at this time yeah um and so like there's that right and sadie does a great job because after that bridge, you just get that large whoa and it feels so cathartic oh and haunting. Mm-hmm. Whereas St. Anthony, I'm just like, you could put anything over this song. Yeah. You know? And it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily feel any different to me. It's not a bad song. No, no, no. It's also, you know, I think that a big gripe that I have with my shame is true. is just that it's, it just feels overproduced in a way that, doesn't benefit any of the material it's just like let's just throw a different guitar tone on this lead than we did on the last one well there's that and i think my thing is just how similar almost every song on that record feels Mm -hmm. you know um that was the record that bill stevenson produced who i do think is some is pretty good in spots but i think this is the wrong band for him he's the type of person who makes sense making a descendants record or makes because he's in that band and writes those songs (laughs) and he makes sense making a rise against record because he he has the ear to tune out the weirdness but alkaline trio's strength is the weirdness you know yeah and it's why the bridge and saint anthony feels like an afterthought because it makes me wonder if there was something that led into it more that just got chopped you know it's a record that's very direct in every single sense and as we've discussed uh, uh, over on the Patreon, um, I've softened on that record because of is this thing curse being stronger and, and, and this feeling like a pivot to get it back. But it just feels like mismatched in a lot of ways. The songs are all a little too direct. The lyrics a little too specific yet vague. And just like it's they're specifically about a subject, but they're not about anything. Yes. And 
you know, if you want to be fucking Woody Guthrie, like telling stories of the Appalachians, then <laughs> yeah, that's that. fine. That's fine. Or even like the song. I guess on. he hit the working class thing like pretty well, but that's <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, pretty boy <clears throat> Floyd. But it's just like it's one of those things that feels so not them. Yeah, you know, e- even part of it, it's just because like every song has. This chorus is basically the song title, which is a little like, eh. Well, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I would say. Because um, there's a podcast that you and I both like that I, I would not say that we're, we're aping from. But when I listen to Blank Check with sure. Griffin and David, um, whoa. Whoa. Because Griffin's like kind of squirrely and annoying mm-hmm. and david is kind of the uh weird how that works blank check is a show about directors and filmographies and it starts with the movie that breaks that earns them a blank check yep and they go and make whatever they want for the rest of their careers this past monday was tim burton's mm-hmm. inaugural episode for the tim burton canon starts with peewee's big adventure and i have been so looking forward to them talking about burton because that's where i see this podcast like really being in line with what they do because i think tim burton is a person who he gets to a point where his thing it's like yeah that's what you do with every movie but the original ones work because you were weird and you had heart to it. And now you're just weird in your own like stylized way. Yeah. Where, where the style of it becomes more important than what the story being told is. And I think the alkaline trio arc runs parallel to that in a lot of ways. I'd agree where this is, you know, temptation of, of St. David Anthony is a song that doesn't just doesn't feel the way that the early material did and and doesn't even feel in the way that a Donner Party or Sadie did. Yeah. Where there's just something to it, some heart to it. And, it's, and it goes back to the fact that that type of move is so specific and you can only do it so many times. You can only read the story of, you know, Susan Atkins and <clears throat> feeling like, this is something I need to get out, and it's something I feel very inspired by. And there's there's a heart to this story, but you know, unless you're unless you're like a Christian band, and the the Bible stories are that affecting to you, like I really don't understand why we're here. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can trace it. You can trace it into into the paintings and the representations of Saint Anthony, um, which. You know, I've seen one of the Bosch paintings. They're incredible. Totally. And uh, everybody should check out that Wikipedia, too, because there's a lot of great artwork that's surrounding that. And you can see Skiba finding it in a coffee table book. And like, all right, yeah, this is like in line with who you are and what you're into. But you're not you're not giving anything to it. You're not providing anything new in your own interpretation. And for the people who identify with your music on a personal level you're not giving them anything either yeah and like maybe it is if for some reason this is more relevant to you or maybe you don't 
know the context of it and you can just kind of meet it on its terms. But when someone's just describing a painting to me, more or less, Mm. I just, I can look at it. You know, I can read the Wikipedia for these things. Like it's all well and good and it's a fine jumping off point, but there's the difference between making it your own and expressing that feeling versus just kind of regurgitating boilerplate thoughts. Yeah. On boilerplate song structures, chord progressions, guitar tones. It just doesn't hit. Donner Party does what it does. It's not my favorite track on that record. Uh, It's bottom two for me. It's at the bottom, yeah. But But the strength of that record. You appreciate it within that. It does it does a certain duty and it's fun and quick enough to where you don't you don't feel like you got cheated. Yeah, and and one of the points I wanted to make and the reason why I really want to talk about these two is that just that feeling of like Donner Party uh, Don, Donner Party on Good Morning works so much better because it's <clears throat> it's decent, it's fine, but it's if this is the lowest of the low on that record, you, you've got a really high you bar. You've got a really good Whereas uh-huh. Temptation of St. Anthony being perfectly serviceable, decent song, when there's four exact versions of that preceding it, by the fifth, I'm just not that interested. Yep. We're yep. not going anywhere. I'm not, I'm not being told anything. I'm not feeling anything. Nothing's being expressed. None of this is making me hate it. But the more and more we do it, the less I'm compelled. I mean... It felt like Good Morning was so can't miss, and yeah. you look at you look at the middle of My Shame Is True, and it's like nothing here that would have changed my life if I heard it when it came out. Exactly. Would you rate Donner Party? Donner Party, it's three and a half for me. I'll give Donner Party a three, and I'll give uh, Temptation a two. I give it a two and a half. Hey. This was a fun little. See, I told you people, I didn't want you to, I didn't want y'all to feel cheated here. I think this was pretty good. So, all you who are still with us, please make sure to reach out to the people who left us behind, who said, uh uh, two in one episode? I'm not doing that. I'm not sticking around for this. They sold out. Well, you know what? We didn't sell out, baby. We expanded, we evolved. We bought in. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, this has been, as you we were a podcast about Alkaline Trio, we have been doing this for over a year now. Crazy how time works. Right? Over Think a so? year? Whenever it's in. No, <clears throat> I guess I, it would. Yeah, no, it's not over a year. We're getting there. We're, we're close to a year. year. We're coming up on 50, which is crazy. We should talk about what we should do for that. To be fair, I think we recorded the original ones in December of... 2017 and didn't put them out until early 2018 i think you're right i was in a very small room then it was tiny yeah and and selling out has has brought me into this studio space and we are thankful that we get to do this with each other uh as often as we do because we like doing it we like seeing each other and we like talking about the thing that we like uh and the thing that we like so much that we get hot when it's not up to snuff yes uh you may be listening and being like wow they kind of 
they really savaged that one song and then didn't rate it that low. Well, that's the point of comparison, my friends. Yep. And relativity and talking. And we get so much out of uh, being able to do it and to talk and to learn about each other and just have a good time. And we are very glad to hear that there are people out there who are enjoying it. Please uh, tell a friend, share the show, patreon.com slash as you were slash as you were is the place where you can go and help support the show. You can vote in polls on what we're going to talk about just as people did for this one. And just as people are, are doing for the next one, um, other cool stuff available on there. We got mugs and, uh, bonus episodes, content, audio content. It's all about content these days. Thank you so much for joining us. Come back next week for another edition. We will see you then. Thanks, folks. I just wanted you to know it was you that we were thinking of when we asked you to participate in the Patreon polls. Mm-hmm.